Welcome to Proverbs 31 by Design. My name is Tina Heisman. I help women who are struggling with the overwhelm of trying to balance being a wife, mother, and career woman. When they work with me, they discover how to design their life so they can live in alignment with their priorities. So the topic of today's podcast is how to identify and get rid of limiting beliefs. But before we get started, I need to tell you something. I am going to change the name of my podcast and my private Facebook group to A Life Designed, and there are two primary reasons why. First, I've had many women ask me what the Proverbs 31 woman is, or who she is, I should say. And second, women who do know who the Proverbs 31 woman is tell me that she intimidates them. And I've really done some thinking on this and some praying and some consulting with um, experts, other women that I confide in and that we work together to be the best um, speakers that we can and, and business women. And the idea is that if people are feeling like they don't know who that woman is or they feel intimidated by her, then that's kind of the opposite of the intent of what I'm hoping for here. What I want to do is inspire every single woman, not um, scare women away or turn women away. And so I'm choosing a name that's close to the old name and I want it to similarly reflect it. And it's still kind of the same thought, like what my thought was that as Proverbs 31 women, we design our life, our version of the Proverbs 31 woman. And so the new title, A Life Designed, I hope will still accurately reflect what I'm trying to do. So it's really important to know that the content of our podcast will not be changing. It's just the name. And so I wanted to give you a heads up because I'm going to change it pretty soon before I lose the ability to use the name. All right, so let's dive in and talk about how to get rid of limiting beliefs. Now, I am doing this podcast today as much for you as for me, or as for me as for you. I just want to help demystify this whole limiting belief thing because I feel like some people make it more complicated than it is. And my hope is to break it down really simply and give you a practical tool that will really benefit you in your life and that you can use whenever you need it. And so we're going to start by talking about what a belief is. So a belief is a thought that you have had so often that you no longer question it. You just take it as truth. It seeps into your subconscious and is programmed in. And so that's how the brain works. It likes to be efficient, right? We know that. So once our brain thinks something enough times, it remembers it and it puts it into autopilot mode. And so take walking, for example. Once you learn how to walk as a child, you no longer think about it anymore. You just do it. One foot in front of the other. It's in our subconscious, like our breathing. We don't usually think about that either. And so I want to point this out to you so that you see how powerful our subconscious is. It's like literally keeping us alive. And it thinks that all of our thoughts are super important and vital for our survival, especially the ones we think a lot. It's like we're telling it this is important. So some of those thoughts that we have repeatedly are important, like how to breathe and how to walk, but some of those thoughts are not important and they're not good and they're not helpful. So I want you to know though, as we're talking about limiting beliefs, nothing has gone wrong here in our little brains. 
This process of putting thoughts on autopilot is natural. So when the trouble comes in is when we have beliefs that are causing negative results in our lives. So this happens because, are you ready for this? Beliefs create feelings. Feelings create actions and actions create results in our lives. So having said that, positive beliefs cause positive feelings, actions, and results. Negative beliefs cause negative feelings, actions, and results. And so if we are getting negative results in our life, then we can trace them back to the negative thoughts and beliefs that we're thinking, okay? So my clients come to me with some pretty big but common negative beliefs. Things like, I'm not good enough, or I'm not likable, or I'm not capable, or something that they think is the fact, like literal fact, life is hard, or marriage is hard is another one. I hear that one almost every day. Marriage is hard. I've even said it. The thing is, when we have these negative belief systems, we don't even realize that we have them Because we're so used to thinking the thoughts that cause them, we just take them as truth. We no longer question them. And so if that's the case, it feels like it could be really hard to figure out what are the negative beliefs that we have, right? If we want to get rid of them, like how do we even notice them? If we can't notice them, how do we notice them? Well, you can start by looking at the results that you're getting in your life. So is there an area of your life right now that you're getting negative results in? It could be in your health or in your relationships, in your career or with your finances. Those negative results are a cue that you've got some negative thoughts that you're thinking. So I want to take you through just a couple of quick examples to help you see what I mean, hopefully. I hope these will help you. So let's pretend that you believe you're a good mom. Hopefully, that is not too hard to pretend. I'm hoping that you already believe that because believing that you are a good mom will sustain you even on the toughest days of being a mom. If you think you're a good mom, if you believe you're a good mom, when things get hard, you will still think you're a good mom and you will have positive thoughts like, I can do this or I can figure this out. These thoughts are going to cause you to feel confident as a mom, right? And when you feel confident, you're going to be able to handle whatever comes your way in your life as a mom. And as a result, you're going to be acting like the good mom that you want to be and that you know you are. But let's take a different scenario. Let's imagine that you think you're not a good mom or you're not a good enough mom. If you're thinking this, you're already kind of losing this battle because the thoughts that someone who doesn't think they're a good mom will think are thoughts like, I'm not good enough or I'm not cut out for this or that that mom is better than me. She's a better mom than me. And, and that can really come into play in a lot of ways as us moms, right? Especially with social media, we're looking out there at all the things that the other moms are doing and we're thinking that we're not a good mom because we're not making 
homemade meals for every meal or everything's not organic or whatever the example is, right? So many millions of examples in motherhood. And so when you're feeling or thinking that you're not a good mom or you're not cut out for this, you're going to feel maybe sadness or despair or frustration. And when you feel those negative feelings, it has negative actions that it causes you to take. Like maybe you lose your patience with your children. Because you could just imagine when you're feeling low, usually your nat- your reactions are negative, right? Like you might yell more than you want to or have less patience or something like that. And so when that's happening, then we're not at our best. And so then the result that we get, it feels like it proves to us that we're not a good mom because maybe we didn't handle that situation well, right? So we need to question all of our negative thoughts and beliefs because what is the upside of thinking that we're not a good mom, right? Like how does that serve us in our life? It doesn't. There are no benefits to thinking that we are not a good mom, not one. Are we thinking that in case it helps us actually become a good mom? Well, that's not how it works. Negative thoughts create negative feelings, create negative results. So that is something that we need to remember. And that's why we want to work on this. Now, another limiting belief I hear a lot is marriage is hard. So if you believe marriage is hard, then you're going to have negative feelings like disappointment and frustration. And the action that you take out of disappointment and frustration might be just letting every little thing get on your nerves with your spouse, right? And you'll be subconsciously looking for evidence that marriage is hard. This puts a strain on your marriage and makes it hard. So how does that help anything? How does believing marriage is hard help you? How does it make your marriage better or easier? It doesn't. It just perpetuates the belief that marriage is hard. If you have this belief, I just want to ask you right now, like, let's just get rid of it. We're going to talk about that today. So let's think about what if we thought marriage is easy? The thought marriage is easy might produce feelings of joy and peace. Those feelings allow us to react more positively to our spouse, right? And then we can be subconsciously looking for evidence that marriage is easy. We're going to see it around every corner. And we're going to see how great our spouse is. And even when they do make mistakes or do things that frustrate us, we're going to be able to handle it from a much better perspective than if it's just proof that marriage is hard, right? So that gives us so much of a better result. And that proves that marriage is easy. So those are kind of two main examples that I hope will help you see what I'm trying to show you today. And in addition to that, I want to show you the steps that you can take to get rid of the limiting beliefs. I have just three steps for you today, okay? One, two, three, A, B, C. So the first step is to find the negative thought that's causing the negative results. You can do this with a simple thought download is what I like to call it. So it's just sitting down and writing out all of the thoughts that you're having. So say if you believe marriage is hard, you know, what what are all of your thoughts about that marriage being hard? Just looking for all of the different thoughts, all of that evidence that we're talking about. And now the second step is to think about how that thought might be limiting you. Like what are the actual problems that you see it creating in your marriage? What are the problems that you're having? Maybe you're just 
um, not even trying to peacefully resolve conflicts anymore. Maybe you've kind of given up on that. Or maybe you're doing kind of the opposite, like you're caving and just stuffing your feelings. Neither one of these are good options, right? And they're going to cause you to grow further and further away from your spouse. It's going to create a divide and create disconnect instead of connect. So those are negative results that are coming from thinking marriage is hard. So step three is to decide what do you want to believe instead? So maybe you would love to believe that marriage is easy. Maybe that is like a really like you wish you wish you could think that like I wish I could think marriage was easy. But I can hear you over there, your doubt. You're thinking, how on earth do I go from thinking marriage is hard to thinking marriage is easy when nothing else has changed, right? Never fear, my friend. I have the secret for you. The secret is a bridging thought. Because sometimes it's too big of a stretch to go from marriage is hard all the way to marriage is easy. So we come up with an in-between thought that we can think until we're ready to believe that marriage is easy. And so I have a few ideas to throw at you. One idea is just to add a little bit to that phrase. What about in something like this? Marriage can sometimes be hard and that's okay. Like that's just part of the process. Like do you see how thinking about it that way brings about more peace than negativity? It's just kind of acknowledging, yeah, there's gonna be hard moments in marriage, that's true. But that's okay. Like, that's just how it goes. I mean, that might be a healthier thought for you to think that might help you work through the harder times with more hope and grace and compassion, right? Another thought is kind of a little bit more fun is marriage is an adventure because it surely is, isn't it? Right? Like, so, you know, it's, it's just adventurous. You never know what's going to happen. Or how about this thought? I kind of like this one too. Marriage is full of ups and downs. Now, this might help you to know that if you're kind of currently in a down, that there's hope for an up, that there's a good thing that's coming around the corner. And so I think that's important in working toward changing. We want to change our thoughts so we can change our feelings and change our actions and our results. And I want you to know that those are the three steps, right? So just a quick recap. The first step is to identify what the negative thought is that's causing the negative results. And then just think about all of the ways that it's limiting you and the problems it's causing. And then decide what you want to believe instead. And you might need to come up with a bridging thought and that's okay. And so as we wrap this up, I just want to point out that this will not happen overnight. It takes time to change thoughts. It took you time to develop your original negative thought pattern. And now you can work on changing that into a new positive belief pattern. It's really through practicing your thoughts. That's how we get good at anything in life, right? Practicing. And I know you think like our brains should just work the right way and automatically think positive thoughts, but that just isn't the way it works. And so we have to practice. And so what I do is I advise my clients to write the new thought that they would like to think on a three by five note card and read it three times a day. Read it in the morning in the afternoon, and in the evening. And work on this for 30 days so that it will help reprogram your subconscious mind because that's really what we're trying to do. And so that, that process will get you well on the way to noticing an improvement in your results. And it's you have nothing to lose, right? Because positive thoughts cause positive feelings and that creates positive actions 
and positive results. So cool, right? So that's the practical information that I have for you today, but I do have one last thought to offer you, and I think it's pretty important. Are you ready for this one? Limiting beliefs and negative thoughts are negative prayers. I don't know if you've ever heard anyone say this, but every thought you think is a prayer. So if every thought we think is a prayer, we really want to think about what we're sending up there, right? Matthew 21, 22 says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. So I think that this is evidence for us to try to clean up our thinking a little bit. And we know many places in the Bible, God does tell us to focus more on the positive things in life, right? Those things that are lovely and pure and noble and and true. Those are the things we want to focus on. And so cleaning up our minds will help us in all aspects of our life, even our relationship with God. Let's make sure he's getting the prayers we want him to get, right? All right, so I know this is easier said than done. And if you would like some help sorting out your limiting beliefs, reach out to me for a complimentary call. I would love to guide you. And don't forget to join the Proverbs 31 by Design community on Facebook, or it might be called A Life by Design by the time you hear this. Also, go to my website and download my free ultimate guide to guilt-free self-care. Awesome. Thank you so much. I hope this was helpful and reach out to me with questions. I'll talk to you next week.